You are listening to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs with me, Anna Parker Naples. We're going to be sharing what it takes to build a powerful podcast that explodes your personal brand and brings in profit. We are audiopreneurs, changing lives one listener at a time. What if the way you were using your microphone was ruining your show? Wouldn't you want to know about it? And wouldn't you want to know how to fix it? That's what this episode is all about on Podcasting for Entrepreneurs today. But I want to give you access to my best-selling book, Podcast with Impact, How to Start and Launch Your Podcast Properly, which has been an incredible book. It's actually reached 37 number ones around the world in Amazon, in Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Germany, France, England. Amazing what response we've had and the thousands of podcasts that have now launched as a result of that book. And also people who've read it who have already got their own show, but know that they're not quite getting the results that they'd hoped for, or always felt that they hadn't really got to grips with how to utilize a podcast for their business. There's lots to learn, even if your show is already out there, that you can go back and fill in the blanks, as it were. So you can grab that at www.annapn.co forward slash impact. What if your microphone technique is rubbish? Now, this makes me slightly paranoid making this particular episode because what if today is the day that I do absolutely everything wrong? I'm also really conscious as I talk about this that I not long ago had braces fitted to my teeth. And this had been an ongoing saga for me because I podcast and create spoken word audio so often. I was really paranoid about how much it would affect my episodes. I think we're okay, but I am flagging up that if you're hearing some of the errors that and issues that I mention is a problem, you're going to forgive me a little bit and um, just realize that, that I've got something else going on right now. Okay, so microphone technique. What am I talking about? This for me is, I guess, two things. One is about the way that you place yourself in front of your microphone, how, what kind of distance you have in terms of the microphone. And are you actually speaking into the right part of the microphone? And then the other thing is about awareness of almost your vocal technique that is required to get the most out of your microphone. And I'll be touching on that vocal technique a little bit in this episode. But further down the line, I will be going into that in much more detail. The next bit of this episode, the thing I want to tell you and the way that I want to tell you makes me feel a little bit like I'm the narrator in Goldilocks and the Three Bears. Because there are, there are ways to podcast and position yourself and ways not to. You want to make sure that you're not too close, you're not too far, and that you get it just right. There's actually a little bit more to it than that, but you get the point. So if you're too close, what happens is it becomes a really muffled and intense audio experience for your listener. And bearing in mind, we still have an awful lot of people tuning in using earbuds that go into their head, into the side of their head effectively. So that is a really intense experience to be put through. So that's one of the problems. The other thing, if you're too close, is that the audio can peak or distort when it's being recorded. And you can see this on your software when the waveforms, the squiggly lines that go up and down reach the top and bottom or top or bottom of the screen. 
you wouldn't necessarily know that you had peaked if you were just using something like Zoom. You wouldn't necessarily know unless you had headphones on, which if you'd listened to an earlier episode, you will know I think you should have had your headphones on. But sometimes we don't see these things until we get to the editing stage. So the distance from the microphone becomes really important. If you are too far away from the microphone, it will sound almost like you've run into the other room, possibly popped to the bathroom and are kind of calling in to a microphone at a distance. That's not great either. It sounds like you're not present. Equally, the same is true if you are known as being off mic, where you are just a little bit too much to the side, either left or right, or above or below the microphone, the part that's actually picking up the sound. And again, it will feel like you're not quite there. And in audio speak, when you have it just right, that is your sweet spot. And if you have great headphones on, you can actually hear when that happens. So I'll just give you a little demonstration. So right now I can hear in my headphones, it sounds amazing. I sound, my voice sounds rich. It sounds deep. It sounds melodious. But if I go over here, it doesn't sound that way. It sounds slightly flatter. I'm really hoping, and if I come further away from the microphone, you should notice the difference as well. And if I come really close, that's I've not changed the level at which I'm speaking. I've just changed my distance to the microphone. I don't know how that's going to work out in the edit. So please bear with me, my lovely, lovely team. Hopefully that's sort of got my point across. Now, you can change some of these things with levels and settings. But as a good rule of thumb, I want you to think about using a rule of thumb, quite literally. A good way to get to grips with any microphone that you're recording into is to imagine your outstretched hand stretched out as far as you possibly can from your thumb to your pinky, with your pinky then hitting the middle of the microphone, the section of the microphone that's going to pick up the sound, and your rule of thumb coming, the thumb actually then coming towards your mouth. An outstretched hand, please, not a kind of limp attempt. So we're looking at about... It works out about six inches or so-ish, but nobody's going to be sitting there with a ruler. And then, of course, you have to think about the levels and settings on your own equipment. And each of you listening will have a completely different setup. But you can change and adjust the input levels of how much sound is coming through the microphone. So you want to be aware of that too. And sometimes you'd be changing that input directly on the microphone itself. Sometimes that might be in your software, depending on what you're using. Or if you have an XLR microphone, it would either be on your audio interface or your mixer if you're using one of those additionally. Okay, lots of techie stuff there. And although I know all that stuff, I don't want to bore you senseless with it. So I hopefully that's just given you a few things to think about. The next thing I want to bring to your attention is an error I see all the time, particularly with people who purchase a USB microphone such as the Blue Yeti. And what they end up doing is they speak into the wrong part of the microphone because they have this idea that when you speak into a microphone, you want to speak into the top of it. And some microphones, that is true. You're speaking right into the end or the top of the microphone, which is what I'm doing right now. I'm using an XLR microphone, which is a Sontronics Podcast Pro. That was hard to say with my braces in. And this particular microphone is designed to be end on to my mouth. When you're using a Yeti, if you are solo recording, you have to make sure that you are speaking into the side of the microphone. 
okay? Not the end. It won't be picking you up. You won't have that sweet spot sound that makes you sound richer and better and picks up a better quality audio. Effectively, if you're talking into the end on a Yeti, you're missing most of the resonance of your voice all of these frequencies that it's just not picking up. On many microphones, but again, not all, so this might not apply to you, but just go home and check just in case. On many microphones, there are what are known as polar patterns. Polar, like the bear, patterns. And the kind of main ones are cardioid, bidirectional, omnidirectional and stereo. And I'm not going to go into too much nitty gritty on this, but you need to make sure if it's just you speaking into your microphone that you have it on the cardioid setting. And if you are interviewing a guest in person and it's just you and one other person, then it would be bi-directional. And if you are doing a round the table type interview, that you have it on multidimensional or omnidirectional. Again, you have to know your own equipment. And so often people purchase something and they plug it in and they know that they can hear something. They can know they can hear their recorded voice, but they're missing out so many rich nuances of how much better they could sound. The other thing then is having a pop shield or a wind foam cover on your microphone. They are there to stop what's known as plosives from expelling air into the microphone and distorting the audio, which you already know is a problem, or disgustingly, preventing spit from reaching the inner workings of your microphone because the microphones are just sort of covered with mesh and the spit can go directly through when you are speaking enthusiastically. And it's something we actually all do all the time. We're always expelling saliva as we're talking, but we don't always notice. So having a pop shield or a wind foam cover, and again, that that does sort of depend on the style of your microphone as well, can prevent those things from happening and make your microphone last longer too, and your audio be easier or possible even to edit. Now, the microphone I'm on right now has a built-in pop shield, so I don't technically need one, but I often have a pop shield just in case because I get a little bit overexcited. Then in terms of your microphone technique, you've got to think about your posture. If your microphone is too high, if it's above you and it's too high or too low, if it's too low, you'll be hunched over and that will collapse your ribcage effectively. And so your breath and your breathing is going to be contracted and you're going to have less energy and less power behind your words and your breathing will become laboured if you're with like that for a certain amount of time. And you won't notice, but your listeners might. The other thing is that if your microphone is then too high and you're having to strain your neck to reach up into it, then you're creating tension on your vocal cords. And that it is not good for your vocal health. Let's just put it that way. That is not a good scenario. Then you want to think about how you're actually sitting or standing to deliver your episodes. We can really tell when someone is not only are they sitting, but they're slouching and there's no energy. It comes through in the way that we deliver our performance, if you like. So think about that. And then my final part today is about articulation and sibilance. So I talked about your plosives, which are the P's and B's that expel air. But what I didn't mention were your, your, the sibilance, which is your S's and your F's and a few other little ones here and there in our speech patterns. Now, those two, those two um, consonants, they are consonants, were really hard for me to say with my braces in. 
if you haven't got your microphone technique right and if you haven't warmed up, your sibilance can become more of an issue. And again, that's not a very pleasant listening experience for your listeners. So I would really encourage you to start to get in the practice of really warming up your voice and getting your articulators working. So that's your lips, your cheeks, your tongue, everything that creates your words, the shape of your words, that you you get them working before you switch on the microphone. I'm not saying here that your articulation has to be on point. My accent is a very much a Leighton Buzzard accent and we are known for dropping our T's and our D's. We're a little bit lazy and a little bit sloppy. But even on this show... Most of the time, I am conscious of that, that that doesn't necessarily carry and convey my words well. But I still want my voice to convey my natural speech rhythm. So it's finding that balance. So I hope that this has been a little bit interesting. I'd love to hear from you. Are you in the podcast community? I'd love to see you in there. Let me know if you've listened to today's episode and which of these mistakes have you been making and which ones can you change so that you sound absolutely glorious? Because when your microphone is right, when your technique is right, you should sound ultra good. You will know it if you've got great headphones on as well. You'll hear it in your microphone and in your headphones. Now, if you know you don't want to worry about any of this for yourself, you would rather someone else took care of this for you and educated you and held you by the hand, that's one of the many, many things we do inside my legendary podcast launch package. And if you know that you are way too busy to do anything other than record the raw audio and get it sent to us, then go and check out a very special sales page that I've put together. I say sales page, but there's actually something a little bit more secret over there. Go and check it out. I'm very excited about it. Can you tell? Go check it out at www.annapn.co forward slash launch. Thank you for listening to Podcasting for Entrepreneurs with Anna Parker Naples. I'd love to invite you to come over and find my free and friendly community over on Facebook, where you can tell us about your plans to explode your brand and drive in profits using the power of podcasts. Because we are audiopreneurs changing lives one listener at a time.